This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Move on now to the city of Cape Town, where they're investing in mining. And Daba kicked off in Cape Town. And it's the 30th year of this gathering under the theme, Embracing the Power of Positive Disruption, a Bold New Future for African Mining. We know the President Amaposai gave a keynote today and really underscored the importance of collaboration and sustainability. All of this, I think, happening as we see a huge disruption in global mining. All of it, uh, you know, looking at the net uh, zero target emissions that we have but also what we're looking at here is just this green energy transition uh, you're looking at new energy vehicles um, and just the way in which the world is trying to ensure uh, that there's still a world in a few years time and joining us on the line to reflect on this uh, is Ro Adawan who's the CEO of the International Council for Mining and Metals. Ro good evening to you thank you for your time. Good evening Nolikando. Ro, I think a fantastic uh, time to be having uh, this conversation. Let's talk about the mining industry globally and where it finds itself now and really at the cusp of disruption or maybe even while within disruption. That's absolutely right, Nolikanda. We are going to have to grow mining at a pace and a scale that we really haven't seen before in modern times. And that's because all our lives are made possible by mining. Everything from our homes to our cars to electronic devices come from mining. And in the future, as we move to renewable energy, that's really metals intensive. You know, if you take a petrol car or a diesel car and you swap it for an electric vehicle, you end up increasing the copper you use by four times. If you take a gas-fired power plant and you turn it into a wind turbine, that's nine times more metal input. So, Nolotando, the real challenge that's at the feet of the mining industry and all our stakeholders right now is how are the next 30 years of mining going to be different from the past 30 where we're going to have to grow mining at a pace we've never seen before, but in a way that protects the planet and also its people. Well, that's a bit worrying, Ro, because we keep talking about being in a commodities down cycle, and this hasn't been good for uh, miners. And so how do we ensure that we are still on track to reach uh, these targets? Uh, Like you say, we have to move quicker than ever before. We have to, as miners, give our investors, governments, local communities, and stakeholders the confidence that we're going to mine these materials responsibly. Mm -hmm. Because one of the concerns people have is, are we going to, in this rush for minerals, Mm -hmm. sacrifice human rights or destroy nature? And that's absolutely not the way that should be done. We must give that confidence to people that we will mine with principles. But at the same time, Nolotando, we also need others to come to the party. Mm. Uh, The industry really needs long-term patient capital from investors who are willing to see it through for the decades that takes a mining investment to really materialize. And we need governments to support us with very clear regulation and policies and faster permitting, which will allow these new mines to be opened at the pace we need. And is there an appetite from financiers' role to date? I think there is. Uh, More financiers are recognizing that there is a huge opportunity in this energy transition as we change the mineral intensity of the global economy and that there is a way to do it that meets the own financiers' sustainability goals. Because many investment houses now have a clear commitment to what's called ESG, Environment, Social and Governance Investing Principles. And the mining industry, when it's done well, provides a great opportunity to have positive ESG impact. And in saying that, I do also recognize that hasn't always been the case, that the industry hasn't always performed very well. But now, as we see a commitment, certainly from the members of our organization, ICMM, 24 companies, including major South African corporates, to operate responsibly and sustainably, I think the investors are 
waking up to that, realizing it. But we still don't have the kind of commitment to long-term patient capital. There's still a lot of short-termism we see from the investment community that may be holding back certain projects from coming on stream. That is a very sobering reality. I must also ask you about the scarcity of these uh, green assets. You know, we know that uh, all mining houses with a decent balance sheet at this point uh, are on the prowl for these green metals from copper to nickel um, and so on. And I'm wondering, uh, you know, if we are concerned about the limited nature of these green assets, what that might do to, uh, you know, in the cost of the assets of the ore bodies and then uh, the investment prospects. Alexander, you're absolutely right. Look, it's basically a supply and demand story here, that if we don't produce enough of these metals, if supply doesn't increase, then prices are going to have to go up because different people will be competing for the same resource base. You know, you'll be uh, competing between, say, cars and electronics for copper or between the military applications and industrial applications for things like cobalt. And that's why growing supply at the pace is necessary, because if prices for these materials go up, prices for everything else goes up as well, which will be even more harmful in an inflationary environment. But the promising news here at Nolithando is that there is no shortage of these materials in the Earth's crust. We have enough of these. Plus, we haven't even fully utilized the potential for recycling. We can do so much more recycling and reuse so that we don't have to mine as much. So we have to grow all sources of supply at the same time. We can even become more efficient in the way that we use these commodities. And for South Africans and for South Africa, this is a great opportunity because South Africa has over 90% of the world's platinum reserves. We have very significant manganese reserves, very significant copper and iron ore. And so done well, this could be a huge opportunity, maybe even a once in a generation opportunity to uplift people through the mining industry. Mm, I must ask you, you know, uh, a role that now that we're speaking about South Africa, our investment case here, we're often told that, uh, you know, we have some real issues that are threatening the future of our mining. Could we be doing more uh, to get uh, investments in, uh, you know, online in South Africa, more exploration, um, and then, you know, ensuring that that does uh, translate into real value for South Africans? Absolutely. And I'm encouraged by the early steps that have been taken in that regard. For example, the launch of the online portal that will make permitting for new mines easier in South Africa. Of course, work is ongoing to resolve the logistics, the electricity and the safety issues, because those three things are really the most fundamental drivers of mining investment. Can mining be uh, done in a safe way in terms of illegal mining or crime? Can it be done with enough power? And is there enough rail and port capacity to move the commodities around. If we can get those three things right, South Africa's resource base is almost unparalleled, certainly on the continent, but even in the world. And we, of course, have a very rich mining heritage here and and including a lot of very good people skills. And so there is a real opportunity ahead of South Africa. I'm encouraged by some of the early signs we've seen, but we can't waste a single moment because every day that passes, uh, not only do the people of South Africa lose out because mining investment isn't at the scale it can be, but equally South Africa's competitiveness in the global economy is also at risk if we don't get this transition right. Although it's all we have time for this evening. Thank you for joining us. I think uh, a bit of more exciting picture painted there about the prospects uh, in South Africa. Thank you so much for your time and insights this evening. Thanks very much. Wonderful. Go wow. That was Ro Dawan. He is CEO of the International Council for Mining and Metals. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.